0: Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I have two amazing guests on with me. Um, Audrey and Matt Brady, who are the founders and owners of Savage Cat, are with me today to talk about their amazing products. I'm so excited you guys are here. Welcome, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. This is something different and kind of fun.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. So... um, So before we kind of get into all your products and everything, I want to find out a little bit about what was the inspiration for starting Savage Cat?
3: Sure. Well, so Matt and I, um, we have a background in agriculture, and we used to work at the farmer's market for like an organic fruit farm. Uh, We kind of like make a lot of things ourselves, like kombucha and toothpaste and that kind of thing. And um, at the time, our cat, while we were out of town, he got out. And our neighbors saved him from, uh, according to them, a pack coyote attack. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, we get back into town and... Um, we get the call, like, your
0: cat's in the vet. Come pick him up. <laughs> we're like, what?
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing um, that he survived a pack of coyotes. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, they, they
3: like, said they fought them off yeah. or something. Well, they
1: were, like, a bunch of little stoner kids, so I don't really know. You know, like, right. hey, I'm what? out there fighting them off. How many oh, my goodness.
2: It? That is but, so uh, funny.
1: <laughs> and they didn't know it was our cat. They, well, they thought it was our, our neighbor's cat who had one that really similar so they took it there and the neighbor's like oh my god our cat they took it to the vet and then when they got home their cat was sitting on the front porch and like oh. cat do we just take to the vet then so it's oh like the no. whole story you know everyone's like Neighborhood okay. hero. Yeah, they, yeah exactly so then so we go to the vet because the vet calls us after they run the chip and they're like um yeah so it's your cat that's been here for a weekend
0: the emergency room."
1: So then what they go, a
0: crazy story! Well, thank goodness that those kids were there and could beat right? the coyotes off. My God, we took them
1: some cookies. We took them a plate of cookies. I remember that.
0: So, oh my gosh, that's awesome!
1: Uh, so we get to the vet, and then they're like, "So, you know, first thing, so yeah, he's here, and um, how you, do you guys want to set up like a payment plan?" We're like, what, "What is going on? Like, how bad is this?" Yeah. So we we see the cat, and you're like, "He's not." You know, like, you, you don't want to put him down because he's not bleeding out of it. Basically, they just like, like how he shook him up and then kind of, like, mm-hmm. jacked up his his tendons and mm. dislocated ribs. And so they're like, you don't have to fix him. He could probably be all right. He'll just limp for the rest of his life. And then if he jumps, he could puncture a lung or something. So there's that. You know, like, yeah, My all right, goodness. We'll, we'll fix this little guy and, and do it. So we did that. And then...
3: So basically, just when we brought him home, we started researching, like, how to make your cat really healthy. Um, At the time, we were feeding him, like, a grain-free kibble with acai berries, you know, Mm -hmm. like sweet potato, thinking that was really healthy, because with with our background in farmer's market, we're like, yeah, that sounds really healthy to us. Um, And so I I start researching, and um, I come across raw food, and this was in 2014, so... It wasn't quite as popular as it is today, mm-hmm. but I was really surprised I had never heard of raw food for, for pets, and I was like, why is no one selling this at, at the very least at the farmer's market, you know? Um, it, it just seemed like there was like a gap in the market, so, um, you know, we went to the store and we tried some raw foods for him, and I was like, "I," from what I'm reading online, this isn't meshing, you know, it still had blueberries in it and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we we pretty much instantly started making our own raw food.
1: We knew small farms so we hmm. could get local you know, rabbits yeah, exactly and stuff. So that's kinda where it all started it was you know, our friends' farms getting stuff from them and then it kind of evolved to like, huh, well if we don't know about this and then you know, at the time all everything kind of raw was was in tub form. Right. So when we first started, we were like, well, I don't know about this tub stuff. You know, we're new to raw. I guess this is how you're supposed to do it. So we made it into pouches. And we're like, you know, why wouldn't you just, you you get your canned food, you get your, you know, everything's pre-portioned. So I don't know, let's do this route, I guess. And we'll do three ounce portions and see where it comes.
3: So we put a sign out at the meat booth at the farmer's market, like, cat food made from this meat. And almost instantly, a uh, independent pet store walks through the farmer's market and was like, what is
2: this? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So then they end up coming down and we're like selling fruit, you know, hey, buy some apples. And they're like, uh, why don't we know about this? Let's go have a meeting and get in the store. And it was, at that time, like everybody starts, you know, the packaging's pretty rough. Everything's pretty rough. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm show ready, but I guess we'll just go for it. And then they're like, yeah. "Yeah, so we'll pull it in." And then, then it kind of was like, "Wow, there's a whole niche for this and a, and a market that, you know, I guess people are really wanting something different." And I guess we'll see where it goes.
3: Yeah, uh, we didn't
0: re- didn't really know what we were getting into.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. So that was 2014. And yes. that you guys started at the farmers market. Wow, that's amazing! And and uh, yeah, so now you're in national distribution. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a
1: weird. It's it's weird. It's it's still. I don't know. Whatever we do, anything. It's just like. wow, I guess it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll the next level.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So obviously, um, there was there was a, a benefit to you guys feeding raw and making your own. Um, and so I wanted maybe even if you could talk a little bit about how your cat ended up, but also why feeding a raw diet is so important for our felines.
3: Yeah, well, so we definitely feel like a lot of people are onto the raw diet, especially for their dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times the cat kind of gets forgotten or it's raw for the dog and fancy feast for the cat. Right. So, we definitely wanted to be 100% cat focused
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, because cats, even arguably more so than dogs, are obligate carnivores. Right. Um, they, they have to be eating their prey. We were just talking to someone yesterday, and he goes, wait, cats can eat bone? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. like, yes.
1: yes, that we, is what thing. And
3: we said to him, they, it's just like eating a mouse. Sure. And he goes, yeah. oh, my gosh, you're totally right. You know, mm-hmm. people aren't trained to think like that. They think what comes in the bag is what's meant for cats, and it's really quite the opposite.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it, if maybe you could speak, too, about the importance of getting moisture from their food versus drinking, because I think there's a lot of um, unknowns around that as well.
1: Yeah, hey, Everybody thinks they're the You talk to anybody, oh, yeah, no, no, my cat, he does really good at drinking water. You know, he drinks a lot of water, and and you're like, one, that's not great. You know, what are you feeding? Exactly, yeah. If your
0: cat is drinking a lot of water, it shows that they're in a constant state of dehydration.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So cats normally in the wild,
3: they get all of their moisture from their prey. They don't normally drink water. Um, Our cats here at home, they do not drink water, but they Mm -hmm. are constantly peeing. Mm-hmm. So that's So that's they're the hydrated. They're hydrated, yeah. So definitely if your cat is on a dry diet, it's detrimental to the urinary health, to the kidneys. Um, you know, it can cause directly it could cause stones. Um, they're just not getting enough moisture that they should be. Absolutely.
1: So yeah. Well,
3: we even say like it, to people, if you can't get hundred percent on raw, then please get one hundred percent on wet to canned food. You know, mm-hmm. like you
1: tell people all the time, you don't need to feed our food, just just move off the kibble at least dry. at least get to a can at least. And, and there is mm-hmm. other raw brands out there that are you know, they're fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, we're not the only one in, in town and we know that and that's fine. We're you know
0: trying to be a
3: little different.
1: Yeah. We're just exactly. A little good
0: well, and it's just so important. And I think that's probably the biggest myth out there is that, you know, cats just need what is, you know, cat food and that dry kibble. And, and especially the free feeding, you know, that's also mm-hmm. very detrimental in their health. And I don't know if you guys want to say anything about that.
3: Yeah, well, that's what we say. People ask us, how can you transition? And we say you have to shut down free feeding. If If they can just go and grab whatever they want then what's going to make them want to change?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and obviously it can lead to weight issues. And it, It's really good to have them on a feeding schedule, a closed feeding schedule. So whatever works for you, if that's morning and night, that's the most common. But some people do once a day. Cats can totally handle that. Um, if you're home a lot, your cat might want three times a yeah, day. Well, of course. There, you know, the working at home people okay.
1: are like, you know, my cat just... <laughs> Man, is he an annoying little dude.
3: Exactly. But, <laughs> but if you're controlling the amount, you know, you say like we say with our food, two to four percent of body weight is what you should be feeding. So if you just do that consistently, then they're maintaining their weight. You know, they've got their energy, and it's it's all
1: all around better for them. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yes. Very good.
1: And and training them on that well, I, on the the schedule deal. They're, even you can let them outside and then they'll know to come home for dinner, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we personally let our cats outside mostly under supervision, right? You know, you have structured playtime. Um, we know they need the outsourced stimulation. And um, the food being fed at night or whatever is kind of like a hey, it's dinner time. You know, you get home from work, you let them out, but then they, they hang around pretty close because they know that it's dinner time, right? So they All don't right. run away. And then same thing, breakfast time. You know, oh well, you ate breakfast. You know, so I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of cool. It keeps them a little more structured.
0: Exactly. Yes. And I mean, and again, it's so hard on their organs to process it anyway, and then to have it, their enzymes are constantly they're depleting their enzymes, and yeah, people just aren't you know educated on that, and you know, I was guilty of of feeding dry food. My goodness, mm-hmm. you know, I had two cats yeah. for the longest time and yeah. I thought that was the way you did it, you know, and yeah. that was part of my inspiration for the store opening it because they both passed after the 2007 pet food recall. And oh. that's when, and I was feeding a very mainstream, you know, vet said it was great, you know, food right. and, and again, it just, it opens your eyes to, my goodness, there is a lot of stuff out there that we as pet owners do not know, and we cannot just yeah. blindly trust everything, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so we've all been there, and, um, but it's important that, you know, people understand what our cats, how their DNA is structured, and what they're designed to eat, so. Yeah. So, okay, so the other thing that, uh, you know, you were kind of saying you you guys are a little different. And so I wanted to just have you maybe talk a little bit about this, some of the ingredients that you put in your food and also some of the ingredients that you avoid. Like you guys are very mindful with what you choose and what you decide not to put in. And I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so our whole mentality is prey-based diet. Something that a cat could catch in the wild and kill itself um, within USDA regulations, of course. Sure, <laughs> okay, yes. And mice, you know, no mice, <laughs> and ours, unfortunately, yes.
1: Yeah, so that's,
3: yeah, yeah. That's like why we don't have beef or something like that. We try to do small animals. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we do is whole animal. So it's not like Franken prey together it, with different um, pieces. It's the whole animal, which Naturally, it's very bony, so we have to dilute the bone content down with extra organ meat. So Mm -hmm. that's how we get the bone content down. But, yeah, there's definitely no fruits and vegetables in our food because for a cat, that would just pass in and out, ultimately unused. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no grains or any kind of potato or starches in our food.
1: Here We have a non-carbohydrate. Um, we do sodium husk or sodium C, depending on what state you're in. You can call it that or not. The whole <laughs> other thing. Sure, um, yeah. <laughs> psyllium husk powder. Uh, that's, it, it's,
3: it's a non-carbohydrate fiber yeah. source. So th- that's in there because if a cat is switching from kibble, like we were talking about, they are gonna they're probably have lost some elasticity in their bowels. So they're going to need a little extra fiber to help move things along. Um, if you get a cat on raw... From from when it's a kitten, it doesn't usually need the extra fiber source, but it, it also doesn't hurt.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's a great point. And I'm glad you mentioned that because people, again, don't realize, you know, sometimes when they do do that diet change, um, the bowels, they, you know, everything changes for them too. Yeah, and the, the other thing that is a benefit, um, and when I switched my cats to raw, is first of all, their poops became very small and they were I mean, I couldn't even smell the litter box. Like, I was going, what? You know, so so it is, yeah, it's amazing because they're using the nutrients versus passing a lot of waste. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We
3: have some customers who... They're kind of in the dating scene, and they they switch to raw just to have no smell in the litter box. I'm like, oh wow! That's cool. uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's
0: hilarious!
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to
1: bring girls over, you know, and you're like, oh, okay,
2: dude.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. a, that's a great story.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, that you want to talk about the glandular? um So yeah, something that we do that not very many people do um, is the idea of glandular therapy, like gland support glands. So the thymus, the spleen, the renal, the pancreas—we um, do add those in. It's just like a it's, the idea is an Eastern thought, right? That the, the pancreas is going to support the pancreas in, in your animal kind of sure. thing, um, and they would be eating that in a whole animal, right? If they catch a mouse or whatever, they're going to be eating all of that. So,
3: and it's called it's called glandular therapy, and it's endorsed by holistic veterinarians. Mm-hmm. So. We just want to have that in there as a little extra thing about our food that makes it both more palatable and, and just better for the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tastes great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Bet, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, and then uh, fresh egg yolks is another big thing that we do. So uh, most people will do a dry egg yolk. It's much quicker and easier. Um, and then even if you do like a fresh egg yolk, but in bulk, most of the time there's going to be an emulsifier, anti KH gins, or things, things like that. Um, and we didn't want to have that as an option in the food. so we have a local farm deliver eggs once a week, and my brother's job for years was to sit there and sort <laughs> egg yolks. We, oh, we wow, we got an employee to do that, but um, <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, all of us have taken our turn and you know at breaking up eggs and sure up, yeah, on, separating on them out. yeah, so we separate them to the batch, so just things like that But like you know. <laughs> if you have an option to just do it and it's, yeah, it's a little more work or, or whatever, but it's, it's the attention to the detail. And I think generally most companies see that, right? The attention to detail and it, it's what sets you apart.
0: Especially to the cat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's just the cat.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes. And yes. And, and that's another thing too, that I will mention is that, you know, you were talking about transitioning when you have a cat that is a carb addict it sometimes can be difficult for them to go, oh, this tastes yummy, you know, because they do, they get addicted to those carbs. And so um, the more palatable you can make it, you know, of course, the better. And you guys are definitely um, working to do that. But have you found maybe just a a few quick tips on how you've been able to transition some of those cats who kind of sniff it and go, "Mm mm-mm, not doing it? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, so
3: when we were talking about how there's no smell in the litter box, that translates to there's no, not a lot of smell in the food itself. Mm-hmm. So a, a cat who's used to even a canned food or a dry food is going to have a lot more scent. So most of the time, if they're transitioning, they don't recognize raw food as food. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing to do is, like we said already, shut down the open feeding. Okay. <laughs> all-you-can-eat all buffet? Off.
2: Yeah,
1: no <laughs> option.
3: Mm-hmm. The litter's done. But then the cat gets on a schedule with its current food, and it starts to recognize, okay, what you're holding in that dish that you're going to put down for dinner, that's my dinner. So okay. whatever's in that bowl, I'm going to eat. Now, we do have a high um, instant success rate with our food, but sometimes a cat, you know, will not instantly switch from canned or kibble to, to raw. Mm-hmm. So in, in those cases, you do have to do, like, a longer transition period. Mm-hmm. We find, um, you can try to dip the paw in the, in the food and have them lick it off. Mm-hmm. And then once, once it gets in the mouth, then they're like, oh, okay. Food, okay. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially once they eat like a full meal, I, I personally think they start to feel better and they start to want it more.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, but, but if you're doing a longer transition period, what you would do is you would go from dry slowly to canned. Mm-hmm. So this could be 75% dry, 25% canned, probably over a week's time, you would work it all the way up to canned. And then from there, you do canned to raw. So again, 75% canned, 25% mm-hmm. raw, working it all the way up to 100%. Oh, Usually a two-week transition period, um, any cat can do it. Uh, if the owner stays strong. That's always the
0: hard part. Yes, <laughs> especially. And, you know, of course, you don't want to starve a cat. So you've got yeah. to at least have them eat something. something. And it's yeah. better to eat something than nothing. Absolutely. It, you just have to stand up to your cat.
3: <laughs> no,
1: mister. Listen, <laughs> Buster.
3: But, yeah, absolutely. We do not. They like just starve them till they eat our food. Uh, you know, no, feed what yep. they will eat, and just stay strong and stay with it. And they, any cat can transition. Sure.
0: Oh so. yeah. So for yeah. some, it maybe it, it may be the next meal. Some it may be two weeks. Some it may be yeah. three months. And if you just yeah. can, if you just stick with the, you know, stick with mm-hmm. it, um, you yeah. can get them there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good, yeah. good, good tip. And,
1: and what is cool is because the way our the pouches version of our food, is so thin. For transitioning and things like that, people can cut the the pouch into like quarters oh. and then do like a little bit, you know. So it's a.
3: So you're not wasting. You're not thawing a whole bunch and then wasting it. Yeah, that's a so great
0: idea. Yeah, so. that's,
3: that's true. Yeah, because cool if so, you yeah.
0: thaw it all out and then yeah, okay, good. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip. So. Um, as you know, with raw food comes the stigma of bacteria. So if you could maybe talk to us a little bit about how you, what measures do you guys take with kind of ensuring some of those, you know, I don't know, single cell pathogens aren't just floating around in
1: the, in the food.
0: Yeah.
1: So our, our thing is um, we don't HPP. Which
3: which stands for high pressure processing. Mm -hmm. And
1: then we do know some brands that do the cold pressure, which is a pretty cool alternative. Um, We implement ozone. Um, Ozone's pretty cool. It's like a, it's nothing new, it's been around for an extremely long time. Um, Ozone's created whenever you have an arc. So a lightning bolt creates ozone. Hmm. Um, The problem is it's not stable. So you can't bottle it up and sell it or, you know, keep it for later or anything like that. You basically you have to make it on site. Um, what's cool is ozone is a sterilizer. So it's like a hyperoxidant. Um, it's O3, not O2. So what it, what it does is when you create a spark, all of the molecules break apart. We're going to get scientific here. The, the molecules, they break apart and then they form O3 chains. So all the O2 turns into O, 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 and then they they, they get attracted to each other into O3 bonds. These O3 bonds are unstable, like I said, and they only hang around for like a half hour, 45 minutes, and then they just break back down to O2 because just naturally they don't want to be O3. Um,
3: But in O3, no pathogens can survive. So uh, ozone is widely used in the meat industry. It's used in um, water treatment plants for bottled water as well as washing organic fruits and vegetables, because it um, it can kill salmonella, listeria, E. coli, but it can also kill influenza, mm. uh, herpes.
1: SARS-CoV-2. You know,
3: a, a oh. lot of different viruses, as well as fungi
1: and mold. Yeah, black mold doesn't survive. Um, your bad smells, like your, your smoke smell, you know, you rent out an apartment and you have a heavy smoker, or mm-hmm. things like that, you can ozonate heavily in that room, and it will basically bleach out those scents you know what i
0: i remember i rented a, i was in a hotel once and it was completely booked and it it was a smoking and it had, somebody had smoked in it and they brought this ozone machine in and you're yeah. right so now i get what you're saying yeah,
2: yeah. and
1: it's it, it's like i said it's nothing new mm-hmm. um, your mold restoration companies places that live with a lot of moisture things like that that that's what they're using to to abate mold and because anywhere that air touches, because it's the gas, right, so it's O3 gas, anywhere that air touches, it's sterilizing. So mm-hmm. the corner of your kitchen, roof, you know, it gets that corner, the, the drains, all the grates, it's getting anywhere that air is touching. So hmm. it's really, really cool. Um, it is not friendly to humans. Yeah. Um, oh. You can't breathe it. Oh, you can't breathe it. So oh, it's not gotcha. oxygen.
3: Gotcha, so okay.
1: it will knock you out real quick.
3: But there is such thing as ozone therapy for humans as well where you Low you level. can do it to your blood and people do it to their ears and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, and pets also, actually. You can look up Holistic ozone pet. therapy. Yeah, they'll do pets. that. Yeah. Um, but so the way we use it in our food process is um, we. so all of our meat is coming from USDA facilities. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing in America is there's a tolerance for things like salmonella in chicken for humans, but there's a zero tolerance for chicken, for and chicken pet in pet food.
1: So I have to use mm-hmm. the chicken. So you could be
3: potentially getting USDA organic chicken that might have a little bit of salmonella and you have to get rid of the salmonella for the mm-hmm. pet food, which makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and I've mentioned that to people too, you know, that the grocery store sells it knowing that you're going to cook it typically where this is, you know, they know it's going to be fed in that raw state. So I guess, you know, so yeah.
1: The thing, the the issue that you get into is this weird thing, right? You have to touch it when it's raw before you cook it.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) You have to touch it raw before you feed it to your animal, a healthy animal. And even, you know, their digestive systems, especially in a cat, are so acidic. That mm-hmm. any of those path- pathogens, they're wiped out. It, it, it isn't. The USDA and the FDA aren't mm-hmm. looking out for your animal safety so much as the human as safety. Humans, yeah. Exactly. So they're like, well, it's, it's little Timmy that touches the food that the cat ate, you know, the bowl afterwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But and then they're going to get sick. So that's what we're really trying to protect you. And you're like, the little Timmy can definitely touch the counter that the chicken just touched. You right, know, like, right.
0: Isn't <laughs> so that interesting? Like, yes.
1: You know, the government's really good at protecting people from themselves. I think <laughs> <laughs> it, you're I, right. it's common sense. Yeah, yeah.
3: We, we, we obviously want people to take all the cleaning measures that they take for themselves when they're cooking chicken at home, when they're preparing our food. You know, sometimes people do think Oh, it's just like dry food. I'll just uh, let my toddler pick up the bowl, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, you know, like we want your toddler to wash his hands before he puts in, his fingers in his mouth. Sure. You
1: know? even sure. the dry foods yes have the problems that the raw foods have. So, You're exactly you know, right. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. No one's immune to getting any anything. You know, mm-hmm. you can take all the safety measures and have the most awesome facility, and. Something's going to get you. Eventually. Yeah.
0: Well, and one of the beauties of raw food, of course, is that it, has, it contains so many of the good bacteria. So how does the ozone not rid the good stuff?
3: So there's some evidence that suggests that ozone can uh, delineate between good bacteria and bad bacteria. For this reason, it's used uh, widely in dentistry because you, you don't want to kill the good bacteria in your mouth. Sure. Um, and th- they have to do with good bacteria breathing oxygen and bad bacteria breathing carbon dioxide, but I'm kind of dumbing it down for myself because I don't really understand the science.
2: Behind sure, it, you know? yeah.
1: <laughs> the idea is that, that things live off of CO2 that are bad, right? So like your fungus is your molds, They And that's why you have that rotting smell, um, mm-hmm. because they're living off of that CO2. And then things that are good generally live off of oxygen. And mm-hmm. so um, the ozone being O2, O3, it, the idea is it doesn't harm them because they're oxygen-based, you know.
3: Sure. So, so all, all of our food, the way it works is it's, it's uh, washed with ozone water, mm-hmm. and then when it's ground and mixed with the egg yolks, we mix in a little more ozone water. So we're trying to get ozone into the meat as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cool thing is when we implemented this four years ago, none of the cats noticed. It didn't change the texture or the color or anything the way that HPP does. Yeah.
0: And a lot of dogs and cats that, you know, once, you know, if a company hasn't been, um, you know, in the practice of HPPing their food and they start it, then sometimes we'll hear sure. that. Oh, my cat they stopped eating the food, so
3: yeah, what happened?
1: I don't know what happened. The recipe changed, or something,
0: yes, yes. So
3: that's ozone. good. HBP, we we don't know because we don't eat that food, but it does affect palatability mm-hmm. to the cat,
0: right? Right, so that's good. I'm so glad that you explained um that ozone therapy. And I know there is a lot of science, even way more than what we touched on, yes. but um, yeah,
1: it's, it's a big. Yeah, wormhole But there's, there's what's cool is because it's so widely used, there is, there's lots and lots and lots of research done about mm-hmm. it. Case mm-hmm. um, studies, studies and data. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of universities, a, a, particularly agriculture universities, you know, mm-hmm. cow pastures, things like that. There's lots of science done with that, and so um, you know, people, people can
3: research yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and then it's it's really cool. I and mean, we yeah. we tell everybody you should be. If you can figure out how to implement it, you should be trying to implement some sort of of something. You know, you can create wash down water with it and it doesn't leave a chemical residue, right? So you you would sterilize everything with it and then you could come in and swab and you would never have known that you've done ozone. You know, you can check our food and there's no like, oh, see, this is ozonated, you know, it mm-hmm. says it right here. There's none of that. It's just, it breaks down into oxygen and no one, just clean, you know? yeah. So, it's pretty cool. And when you go in the facility, you know, it's not a substitution for safe. That's the other thing. It's not a substitution for safe cleaning practices. Mm-hmm. We still use soap. We still use sanitizers. We still scrub everything. We still wash everything. It's just at the end of the day when we gas the, the kitchen, that's like a, the last, like, you know, Hail Mary. Like, well, if we didn't get it, yeah, hopefully we got it. You yeah, know?
0: <laughs> with that extra step.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Good, good. Well, I know you kind of already mentioned a little bit about some of the things that make your company unique. Is there anything else you want to mention here um, maybe about, you know, just what makes Savage Cat stand out from the others?
3: Yeah, well, I I think the main thing is we're family owned and operated. Mm -hmm. And we have our own processing facility here in Southern California. Um, A lot of brands are co-packed. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you see a notice like, uh, oops, sorry, it looks like that. We didn't know." Yeah, yeah. So we definitely have eyes on everything that goes out, and if something was weird, we we wouldn't, you know, send it out.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and and it's really interesting when you get into the co-packing because they have tolerances for everything, right? Like, you know, you you submit multiple recipes
2: for mm-hmm.
1: things, so. It says we use kelp, but then, well, you know, we didn't have any kelp, we had, you know, this other alternative algae, and that's what we get, so that's what's in there, this batch. And
2: Interesting. you don't have to
1: disclose that, right? The labels are pretty generic, so there's a lot of, you know, oh, well, my cat didn't like this, or like, you know, the HPP thing, you know, something changed with the food, and I don't know, no one likes this batch all of a sudden, and, you know, it's, there's a lot of variables. A little more
3: inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: And it's being made in the same place, but 15 other companies are all being made. and you're It's like, true. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just our philosophy. We're very hands-on, and we want to be a part of everything. So we want to see, we want to know, and we want to be able to stand behind it and trust it 100%. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I can't see sitting in an office and just making phone calls and having <laughs> stuff just show up to warehouses. And, well, yeah, everything's great. I'm just really busy. And I'm like, ah, how busy really are you? yeah yeah but uh any, sorry that's we got a little uh oops. but uh oh, yeah, um, but
3: we also we employ our mothers you know like oh right really yeah is, it, it
0: is, is, so family.
3: It
1: is yeah. family yeah family oh those are dirty clean the toilets now oh
2: gosh yeah
1: <laughs> no <it's, laughs> no uh, well,
2: <laughs>
1: but uh yeah but uh yeah it. You know, we stand behind it. So when you go to stores and stuff and, you know, oh, we don't have the time to see you, it's like, all right, that's awesome. Thanks so much for, you know, everything. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, And we just try to be very available.
1: Yeah. Sure, yeah. No, that's important. You get me and it's not good. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah.
1: But we just kind of make it up as we go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) I
0: know you are. I know you are. No, but um, that all is very important, though, because, you know, people want to have, you know, be able to connect with someone, you know, a face, a name, um, a story, you know, and Mm -hmm. not just a brand. And, you know, it's you guys are, you know, you take this very personal. It's obvious. And you're very committed to keeping it, you know as a certain level where you can still maintain that, you know, oversight and all of that. So I think that's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you could walk us through your amazing product line, you guys have some very unique products I'm excited for people to, to know about.
3: Sure. So, um, basically in our cat food line, we have three proteins, chicken then we have rabbit mixed with lamb, and we have duck. Um, so all of these proteins are coming locally; they're domestically sourced. So we're not relying on any meat from overseas, um, not nothing even from Canada. And Matt kind of mentioned earlier we have a packet version of our food. So this is this is our flagship product because we wanted to be really different, um, and it just made sense to us being like new to the industry. You know, we weren't copying other people. We
1: wanted what, how we wanted to feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want to buy that, that's really cool. Thank you so much. And if you don't, I'm sorry. That's the way it comes.
3: Yeah. Um, no, at the end of the day, we're making this food for ourselves, for our own cats. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. else
1: just helps us along. Right? Um, but yeah, so the pouch, the pouches are really cool. They're three ounce servings. So they're right in line with like your, your typical can size. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool about the pouch, One, they're labeled for individual resale. So stores can open boxes up and then sell them one-off. So you can do your mixed boxes. Two, the muscle meat chunks. Um, That's something that's pretty cool. What we do is we take, so unlike the chicken, it's chicken breast. So we take the chicken breast off of our chicken, and then we rough grind those. And then everything else is fine ground twice. We then mix the rough chunks back into that finer ground rest of the chicken, and organ mix, and um, and then you get kind of like a chunky peanut butter idea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the
3: chunks in the cat food definitely are really good for cat oral health, dental health. You want some resistance in your cat's food. Otherwise, long-term, your, your cat's going to have dental issues if, it, if it's not gnawing, chewing, gnashing on something.
2: Mm-hmm. So...
3: Having the chunks in in the packet is a great stepping stone. If you're already on raw, move to that, and then you can move to something even larger, like a raw chicken neck or a duck foot, something mm-hmm. like that. Because mm-hmm. you want to work those into your your cat's routine, and it might take a long time for your cat to get used to eating something large. But so certainly, having the chunks um, it's stimulation. A
1: good thing. The, mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're eating something instead of just an all puree. Sure. Yeah. Texture.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so that's how our all of our proteins are done that way. So that's three that we have. Um, the rabbit and lamb, it's lamb, heart, lamb, liver. Um, just because domestically we can't source enough in America. Rabbit, Americans heart. don't eat enough rabbit. Or, you know, <clears throat> eating up rabbits, so there's not enough rabbit, heart, and liver sure. to float around. Um, so that's why the lamb. But we find that actually is really, really popular. Um, it is more expensive, but it's...
3: But rabbit is, and lamb is great for cats with allergies. Um, a lot of times, because like you said, it's only organ meat, if your cat, say, can't handle red meat, a lot of times it can handle the heart and the liver just fine out of mm-hmm. the lamb. Um, so definitely if a cat has intolerances or, or allergies, the rabbit is usually
1: the way to go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. And then we do a duck as well. And, that, and then all three of these are also available in a tub form. So we have the pouch, but then there is the... A clear demand for a, a tub version of our food. Um, so we do have a like a scoop and serve, a 12 and a 24 ounce. Mm-hmm. Price point is it is less expensive just because the sheer ease of making it. We can make twice as much of those in a day than we can our pouch version. Because there's no chunks. Because of the chunk cutting. Because we do cut those off.
3: So the, the tubs are all ground and this is due to we realized we were isolating a huge customer base that of cats that already had existing dental problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll make what people want. So we we did an all grind and we did it in the tub form. So texturally that kind of cat with dental problems can handle it. And if you're feeding a lot of cats, like you said, it's a little more economical. Sure. Me,
0: I love the pouch idea though, especially for those families that just have one cat Mm -hmm. Um, because I know, like for me, I used to feed a cat food, a raw food that was in a tub and I had one cat and it always at the very bottom, it just had, it just, it went bad, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the pouch makes it so easy because you're just thawing Mm -hmm. out that three ounces, you know, at a time. So I love
3: that idea. People ask us all the time. That's probably our number one question. How long does this tub last in the fridge? Yeah. And we're like, well, we have this pouch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Don't, I mean, don't worry about you it. You yeah. do have to leave the yeah. fridge. And a lot of cats, they don't like it after it's been open for a couple of days. It's exactly. oxidized. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> they get a little picky. <laughs> yeah, they're like,
1: we already know you're a little picky, and now you're getting real picky.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, so we have that. Like, I don't know. They only eat the the samples. They love the free samples. I bet they do. The free samples are great. Exactly.
3: <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, having the pouch, you're you're not oxidizing. It's definitely feeding the freshest every single day. So we we do feel it's a superior product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, can you also speak about some of the additional things that you guys have um, available? <laughs> yeah.
3: So. <laughs> Being called savage <laughs> we um, we started to see like raw feeders on Instagram feeding whole prey items and people were commenting like where are you getting this quail bird from? you know and the Person would reply, Oh, I just raised it in my backyard. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, good for you because right. all of us have this option in our lives. Exactly,
3: yeah. So, so we definitely saw a hole in the market and we saw the mark the raw market trending towards whole prey, larger prey items. Um, so, we said, We're, we're savage, we got to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we found a local quail farm here in, in SoCal and he's raising all of our we, we do these whole quail, they have the head. Feet, feathers, everything's still attached. There's nothing done
1: to them. Yeah, they're single ingredient, as single as you
3: get. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no kidding.
1: So um, They're
3: raw frozen, but for a cat, a whole bird can be a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of our quails are split in half. So they're just cut in half down the middle, so all that flesh and uh, breast and liver is exposed. Mm -hmm. So if you're new... I wouldn't recommend this for beginning raw, but if you're already feeding raw and you're looking for that next level, um, definitely the the whole quail bird is the way to go. And
1: they yeah. are, they we do see with the dog market that they're extremely popular. You know, yes. People are looking for their people are already. One people really love their dogs, and um, of course, and <laughs> I know. Well, and, but they you know they're they're willing to go really funky, whereas mm-hmm. the cats they're. Generally, like super conservative Let's about yeah, they're like well I don't sure. know my cat likes this and then he just likes that and that's the way it's gonna be mm-hmm. but my dog however will eat this really funky knuckle or like this pig snout or like there's really cool stuff out right. there that the dogs yeah. get and so you know they're willing to go well, a quail that's some next level or you know in Texas or where you know wherever you're like oh yeah my dog's a burger uh-huh. oh well there you go you know it's like these, these really cool microclimates have really cool dog stuff going on. So
2: exactly, the quail,
1: obviously, are very popular with those guys looking for some fun. Yeah, they're some-
3: they're a great treat or supplement to a whole meal that can mm-hmm. be for both cats and dogs. Yeah. And then
1: we have the walkers and squawkers, which keeping in, in line with using a whole animal. Um, it's the same ducks that we use in our food. Mm-hmm. So it's the heads and the feet that come off of those guys. And then... Um,
3: yeah, so raw duck head and raw duck feet is uh, it's close to a whole prey. It's obviously not a whole animal, but it's similar to eating a mouse or something in the wild where you have those the brain and the eyeballs that are full of omegas, full of uh, chondroitin and glucosamine. So these are also more popular with dogs, but a, a raw fed cat will get down on the, that yeah. yeah. stuff. <laughs> and and it's,
1: it's cool because it takes them a long time to eat like a duck head, right? So... Not only are you keep, keeping them active for long periods of time, um, but you're stimulating the teeth
2: mm-hmm. and
1: everything else. And people go, Oh, well, the duck book, you know, the duck bill, it's got to be really hard. And you're like, No, think of it like a fingernail. It's, it's actually mm-hmm. pretty soft.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's not going to hurt them. And right. they just, they'll just sit there and they can work on that thing for a, an hour or two. Sometimes depending on the size of the cat, half hour, you know, mm-hmm. it's, but, but it's stimulating that, like, that need, hey, yeah, I need to get something. And, mm-hmm. you know, people tell us all the time oh, yeah, my cat takes it, goes to the corner, and it's like, get away from yeah. so even to the dog. It's like, nope, this is mine. Be uh-huh. back <laughs> up.
2: Yeah. So it's I value. Pretty
1: cool. Yeah, exactly. It's just fun stuff. But, yeah, like, like catching something.
0: Well, I will say, I, um, Took them home for my dogs, the um, Walkers and Squawkers. <laughs> my goodness, one hundred percent. Everyone loved them, and they were coming back for more. So, oh, so wow. I will so attest cool. to the dogs absolutely went nuts for them.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're because you can do them frozen. So people are like, "Oh, the mess and everything else." And like a a, a dog, even we have Chihuahuas that feed, you know, the feet and stuff like that. They just feed them frozen. They're like, they just yeah. work on that thing and get down on it. yeah like a pusticle. right right you know it's it's pretty cool so a cat will not eat it frozen yeah they're like nah i don't think so scooter and then
3: we have one other treat and that is dehydrated rabbit ears so it's the same rabbit that we use in our cat food so again trying to use as much of the rabbit as possible and these are cool because they're like a mouse for a cat, like they will play with it, you know, swat it under the refrigerator. <laughs> kind of
1: thing. Yeah, they disappear a lot.
3: Yeah, but, uh, but they're also, they. After a while, they'll realize they can eat it. Mm-hmm. So it's a great fiber source. It's a great source of manganese. Um, and sometimes people think, oh, feeding my cat fur—that's weird. Wouldn't that cause a hairball or something? But it's exactly the opposite. It actually will clear things out. It's like a little scrubber brush for the intestines.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well, they're that
1: just dehydrated, so they're just real simple, you know, minimally processed. Sure. And there is fur on them, so people got to be, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I fur. think that in general, like, you know, there is that gross factor with some of these, you know, e- you mm-hmm. know kind of exotic items that you guys carry. But yeah. we also have to keep in mind, like, Cats are—they are true obligate carnivores, and if they were left to their own, you know, accord, they would be out there eating all sorts of crazy things. Mm So, yeah, they're sadists,
3: also. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And dogs too. I mean, they'll—they'll eat just about anything. So, (laughs) absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Satisfy the
3: need to hunt, and you know, sometimes people think, "Well, I have a pet bunny. Is it going to make my cat want to attack my bunny?" it's like, no, it actually, like, satisfies their need to to
0: hunt something and and grab something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, so, okay, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners about your company or your products or anything else?
1: Uh, Again, we're Mm -hmm. family-owned. You know, we we try to do as much in-house as we can. Um, We have close relationships with our farms. We try to know everything we want to learn everything you know it's uh small business yeah 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 no that's great it's so important
0: yeah it's so important um and if they if someone wanted to find out more about your company how can they find you
3: yeah, so, I mean, savagecatfood.com has a lot of information, but also our Instagram, you know, if you want to DM through there, it goes directly to my phone. So that's a great, quick way to, to reach us, um, and there's some some really cool videos on there. <laughs> yeah, there's one stuff.
1: <laughs> our oh, Instagram awesome. is cool because it's, it's all customers sending us stuff, so it's not like we're asking or paying people to do things. These are just people that are like, Dude, check out my cat eating this freaking bird. You know, and you're like, yeah, that's yeah. super cool, dude. Like, you know, yeah. we're just we're real really into...
3: customers that are really excited to share. Absolutely, yeah. and, no, uh, that's awesome.
1: And we're available at any local pet store. So I mean, go to your local pet store, your independent pet. They all have access to our product in the United States. Yeah, yeah U.S. only. Sorry, guys, in Canada and <laughs> yeah, Korea and you know
0: anywhere else they might be listening. Yeah, yeah.
1: sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah it you know we're we're working on it we're getting there and everyone's helping and you know. yeah I appreciate it yeah.
0: yeah no we're excited about it and we've uh, we've been sampling it out and and uh, we've heard a lot of really positive feedback so and I do want to mention that is you know I think a lot of times people are so afraid to change um, oh, their yeah. cat's food and so we do have samples so that you don't have yes. to you know worry about buying a, a large quantity you can actually sample it so you how your cat likes it yeah so. we're all
1: about the samples because you know it, there's no sense in wasting the animal product that's our whole thing right like if you buy a box and return it that's just it's just a waste animal
3: died for that product right It's a
1: waste. So yeah
2: it's a very good you point take
1: the sample and then try it out you know it's not for everybody we know that we we know we're we're targeting a, a segment and mm-hmm. that's okay you know yeah. and we're not high our view isn't you know high volume we need to pump out Millions mm-hmm. of pounds of this stuff. Where you know every store takes a little bit of the pie, and then it all you know together we build it, and we get where we're going. Exactly.
0: So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, it's a it's all about what's best for the cat and their mm-hmm. you know anatomy. Exactly. And I do have to circle back to the cat that got attacked by the pack of wolves. How did that turn out?
1: <laughs> um, oh
0: yeah, he he,
3: Mr.
1: Kitty, he's still a jerk. you know
0: what <laughs> you know what's funny. So he was a gray
3: Maine Coon um after we switched to raw he turned red brown interesting you
1: <laughs> had colors we didn't even know i
3: i never no. thought that that would be a side effect i've never heard anyone else say that but his colors like really changed so that is so interesting off. yeah
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, he recovered a, he did oh, yeah, yeah he had a, he had a limb and then
3: actually after <laughs> he's he's crazy um after that incident, like a, a couple of years later, he popped out a window screen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he, was, he was this way. If something was outside, he would go out to get
1: it. He was confrontational.
3: And, and um, killed a raccoon on our property. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> it was
1: like a big raccoon. Yeah, it was...
3: Wow! That's amazing. Yeah, that's where the name comes from. Savage. Yeah, exactly. He, he's a savage.
2: He uh, was like, savage. Calm yeah. Yeah. Calm down, dude.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I cannot thank you guys enough. This has been such a great uh, podcast episode, and I know many, many people um, are going to enjoy it and really are hopefully get excited about your products. So yeah, I appreciate awesome, baby, you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you guys joining yeah, me so much. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.